Wives, welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today I wanted to just talk a little bit about my own personal journey with anxiety and living life as a creative. Great. I'll um just take a back seat, I think. Nice. I feel a bit indulgent. Don't feel indulgent. I just thought it would be good to talk about, um, this is still relatively new for me, um, but it is something that so many creatives move through. Um and I wanted to just bring it out into the light. Yeah, it's new, but I feel like it's been several, a few years still. I guess so. I don't know. I didn't really understand that what I was experiencing was anxiety for a very long time. Um, it was very interlinked with burnout. And I just, I think I was in denial for a while. So I think it feels newer than it is because I've really only started taking it seriously in the last six months because it became really, really unbearable. Um... But basically, my story is that at the end of 2019, which is the end of the first full year of working for myself as a creative, I had what I can now see was a panic attack. Um, But I thought that something was just really wrong with my body, which is so often the case for people with anxiety. They think that something means something has physically gone wrong but it it, we can't identify what it is um i was really dizzy i had to lie down i thought something was really really going wrong with me and uh, my body really started just it was in fight or flight all the time i was constantly having heart palpitations i um was dizzy i was having pain all over my body um you know i've got so many bizarre symptoms of it i twitch what else do I do? Don't sleep. I don't sleep. That was the biggest one. So the end of and beginning of this year, I've been seeing a doctor and I've been seeing therapists and I've been journaling about it, doing a lot of work about it. But um, at the beginning of this year, my sleep really started to go, and it was horrible. And it was really for me. This is what has uh, pushed me to go on meds because sleep is just such an important part of our lives. And I wasn't feeling myself in any way, um, but I couldn't fall to sleep. So every time I fell asleep literally a second later i would jerk awake in like a, a a fright basically and i'd have huge amounts of adrenaline running through me and on a bad night it could happen like a hundred times where i'd fall asleep and then wake up in a fright and then fall back asleep and wake up and it was just it was honestly torturous and so six weeks ago after a particularly bad night where i just literally that happened continuously all through the night i decided that i needed to get help and so i went and got on meds and you've been feeling a lot better I feel so much better. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, it's been really amazing to see the, the change. Like it was, you know, you were, I thought you were coping. You were coping, but it was really affecting your quality of life. It really was. It really was. And it's just so much better to see you now. The last three weeks, I have, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping unaided because I was also on a load of tablets trying to get me to sleep. Um, I'm finally sleeping unaided. I'm not jolting as much. I still have the occasional, I'm still twitching a bit. And sometimes I still get rushes of adrenaline for no apparent reason. But, and that is so manageable. Whereas I really was getting to the point where I was like, I do not feel myself in any way. Um, the, yeah. The interesting thing to me was that like, I feel like you're quite good at, you don't, um, at managing your anxious thoughts. Like you do have intrusive anxious thoughts, but I it's do, like, yeah. because of your journaling practice, I feel like you can really, you can work through the, the mental side of it quite well yeah and i and the really interesting thing about watching your journey is how in control mentally you are but then how like out of control physically you are yeah and how those are two very different things yeah and this has just been such a learning curve for me and you know i thought i had you know one of my 
closest friends has has always experienced very bad anxiety and you know as an outsider you just think you get it but like having this last two years of experience like fuck it's a fucking sensation and I, I didn't truly understand anxiety until I experienced it and the physical symptoms of it have just been so fucked up um, and that's not something that I really understood at all um, but yeah as you said journaling's really helped me with the intrusive thoughts so my anxiety basically only the thought part of it only focuses on my health so my anxious thoughts are that I'm dying that something's really wrong with me and that that can sometimes extend to other people around me so if someone tells me someone that I love tells me that they've got a pain in their shoulder like um, my anxiety will, will transfix on it and become obsessed with it and tell me that something's that means something's wrong with their heart and I'll like go really far with it but I've done so much work through journaling about just watching those thoughts that even though it was really painful and also just scary to watch your brain kind of malfunction in that way, like it would just run with these ideas. So I'll get a pain because I, my anxiety produces a lot of physical symptoms. I'll get a pain in like my left, you know, underarm. I get a lot of underarm pain and I'll be like, holy fucking shit. And my brain will just run. But through journaling, I've been able to witness it and I can step back and be like, wow, this is really scary. My brain's really run with this. But I was able to have that distance but I haven't been able to communicate with my body. I haven't been able to do that, you know, central nervous system work and all of my journaling and therapy just wasn't accessing my physical body. Um, but these meds have, which is incredible. And I feel so grateful. Um, and I was hesitant to go on them because, you know, there's just, there is still so much stigma about going on meds. Yeah. Um, I felt like giving up. I also thought there's an attitude like you should be able to just do it all yourself. But yeah. I think the amazing thing about the meds is like it's been it's allowed you to all these amazing self care practices you have for yourself. It's been allowed it's allowed those things to take over and really heal you. Like I feel like as soon because you have all these amazing practices in place, as soon as you got in the meds, your body was just like <sighs> it was like a sigh of relief. Like all those like you just then were able to hold yourself in all these amazing practices. Yeah, and. I mean, obviously, like, this is a a healing. Yeah. So I feel like now I have the opportunity to heal and I'm doing a lot more work with my naturopath, which, you know, looking at like, is there something just looking at my body? And but I wasn't able to get that help when I was in that state. Like I was just too delicate and I was too afraid. So these meds have put me in a place where I can really start that healing journey. Um, A lot of creatives, when I talk about this, ask me and are have had bad experiences with meds and creativity but for me i just feel so lucky like i have had not a single side effect on this med i feel completely and utterly myself literally the only benefit or only effect that i've felt from these meds and i'm on prozac is i'm no longer having panic attacks i can sleep and i no longer feel wildly anxious yeah i mean i just feel so blessed so cool. and i feel like i hadn't really heard that story before all i'd heard was people who've gone on meds and they just felt like shit or you know wasn't working exactly like they wanted it to work but i feel really blessed because for me it has just given me space now to focus back on my creativity to not be constantly scared i've noticed even in the last like week james i'm no longer feeling afraid of the nighttime as mm. much yeah like i was getting really um anxious when it got dark because that meant it was nearly bedtime and that really freaked me out but over the last week i haven't really been afraid of the night yeah, it's been really amazing to see it's like it's like you had this um break on your ability to rest and like you were trying all these strategies and they were just keep, you know, the, the strategies were kind of working, but all they were doing was really just keeping this illness at bay mm. essentially. And it's like, thank God you had all these practices because without them, I feel like you would have just decked yourself and you were so aware in the moment you're like, 
I know I have to stop stop working now because if I keep pushing myself, I'm going to be like even worse. And like you were so aware of what was happening in your body, but you just couldn't. Even then, like even when you're putting the brake on, it could only slow it down to a certain point. Yeah. Um, and it's just like amazing to see how well your body has responded mm. when you can actually take that break off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been amazing. I know. And I've been resting a lot better. Been able to Watching you rest better. in the last six weeks has been incredible because I feel like before you used to be like, well, I rested for two hours and then you'd be like, I, I still can't recover. I still can't feel better. Mm. And now it's like, well, you can re- you're resting for two hours and then you're coming back more refreshed. Yeah, I am. I feel better. I feel like I've got a few more rest practices in I think what happens when you have such a a huge event, which was, you know, crazy fucking anxiety and panic attacks. I was like, wow. And this is a classic story. Wow. This is really, something's really fucking wrong. And I really need to do something really fucking different about it. And I just feel like there was, you know, my body was communicating with me something. It was really like, no, something's not okay. And I think it was just, it was very dramatic it was it has been really fucking hard and you know sometimes it still really is very very hard but it was like i just a bit of a wake up call like amy come on like i'm really clearly communicating with you let's really listen and i've been doing so much less work yeah i have been doing so much more i've i've been doing puzzles i do like i do puzzles for hours of the day mm. yeah it's really cool to see and like, and in a way, you're getting as much done as I well. I am. <laughs> just, you know, just like we always talk about, but I feel like, you know, before you got on your meds, it was like, just, it was a fight just to have any energy to get through the day. Mm. And you were just sitting at the desk for much longer because you were like, nothing was getting nothing done. Was getting done. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now I'm just listening and maybe not listening more, but respecting more the signs my body's giving me because I still sometimes get these massive rushes of adrenaline. And last night I was sitting at the computer and I just felt this like huge rush of adrenaline. And I was like, okay, I need to move away from my desk. I need to just stop. And I listened and I responded. And like every time I do that, I feel stronger. Um, Every time I listen to my body and then respect what it's saying, not question what it's saying, I feel more powerful. And I feel more rested. So I want to talk a bit more about when you were in the middle of your anxiety. Yeah. How did that affect your creativity? How did that affect your ability to run a business? Yeah. Specifically. I mean, I don't, I'm not, obviously I'm not an expert on this, but I understand that there is often two types of sides of anxiety. So there's one like hyper-functioning and then there's one like low-functioning. Um, so for me, when my anxiety was there, I couldn't it wasn't a high functioning anxiety it was complete shutdown for me because my brain was taken up by you know thoughts of dying and my physical body was in so much pain or so so unusual that it really wasn't I wasn't able to do anything else other than just try and calm myself down um try and not be in pain or try not to think that I'm about to be hospitalized because my body was doing such strange stuff so in the moments of peak anxiety there was no room for creativity Um, And I was lucky enough that it wasn't every minute of my day. So I was still able to show up in many ways. But in those moments, I was completely, I I can't even explain it. Like I was completely sidelined. It's actually incredible to see, like, I'm really grateful that you had all these gentle creativity practices, like Mm, bare minimums and like treating yourself kindly because... I feel like that's what allowed you to keep going yeah. in that time. Yeah, definitely. Without those things, like imagine if you'd been trying to force yourself to write 2,000 words a day or like, yeah. imagine if you'd been trying to force yourself to 
you know, do absolutely everything with the business all the time, every single day, yeah. how much you wouldn't have made it through. Yeah, I wouldn't have. There's absolutely no way. I think also, like, I just felt incredibly blessed that we created a life for ourselves where I was able to have, you know, hours where I was just sitting on the couch staring into space and being like, holy shit, holy shit. You know, I mean, I just felt, you know, it's such a privilege to be in my own space and deal with that kind of shit because, you know, if I'd been in an office, like, I don't know what the fuck you'd do. You'd have to leave. Like, people experiencing those that kind of, um, you know, if it's physical or mental, you know, health crises in public spaces, like, fucking hell. Like, it'd just be so, so challenging. Hmm. You've you've also had you've also struggled with depression in the past as well. Like, yeah. what do you feel like the difference was in your creativity? Yeah, between the two. Depression for me was much more um, soaked into every minute of every day, whereas anxiety really peaked and troughed. Mm. Um, so depression, it was a constant fight to create, constant. And I was like, come on, you got to do it. And I also didn't have this practice of mothering myself. I didn't have a journaling practice when I was depressed, like journaling changed my healed me of my depression i really like journaling was the key to unlocking a lot of my bad mental health back in like from 2015 to 2018 i was pretty depressed um but that was much more long and lethargic i was so lethargic everything was an effort everything came with these heavy stories about you're not good enough you're lazy you're never going to amount to anything you're such a shame for wanting to be creative you're such a baby such a child like this was the narratives i was soaking in so every time i came to my creativity it was like this fucking slog i didn't have my bare minimums in place i was just like you just have to work amy because you haven't worked for the last week and you fucking piece of shit really heavy narrative um whereas the anxiety was like okay i can function right now i do my bare minimum right now and then suddenly i'll just get like fucking hit in the face and all my thoughts are holy shit i'm dying something's really wrong with me i can't move what's going on and you know that was kind of like it's more chronic for like shorter periods of time but throughout more acute sorry more acute yeah yeah. Mm. anxiety felt more acute but whenever I was in my anxiety, I just remember thinking, give, give me depression. Like, this is just so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I just wanted the low, steady state, the implosion of depression rather than the explosion of anxiety. And also because we say, like, the anxiety for you was so f- in your body rather, yeah. than, rather than necessarily in your mind. It was like, really felt like there was nothing you could do. So you couldn't step outside of your body. Yeah, it felt extremely trapped. Mm. Obviously, there's no such thing. I'm sure if I was depressed, I'd rather be anxious. But I just remember that feeling of just wanting almost the the peace of depression because it was such a well, so flat you're a, feeling. You're a four, so you love to feel... I love to feel sad. Strong emotions. <laughs> Enneagram fours love to feel sad. I do love to feel sad. I love high, emo- high emotions. And the anxiety was like, it's not an emotion. It was like panic. Mm. So I'm sure so many of you can relate to this. Um, and the panic felt inescapable. Um, and there was no room for creativity and panic at all. Um, whereas in when I was depressed, I found space for it, but it was so fucking brutal and it was not a healthy creative practice at all. Mm. I just want to talk from my perspective as, as a partner and how to um, soothe or help your partner, say if you're in my position where you have a, a partner or, or a friend who is trying to be creative, trying to build this creative life and, and your friend suffers from a mental illness like anxiety or depression how you can potentially mm. help them not that i feel like i'm any expert in this either but i just felt like for me it was so important to either to let you feel what you were feeling yeah and to just respond to your needs and not like um 
not trying to exert any of my will onto your mental state yeah i mean for me what was most helpful was you all for the in the anxiety is um you always made my anxiety well you reminded me that it was safe to feel my anxiety and also i also frequently needed a sounding board when my thoughts were going off um james i've got pain in my leg and i think that means that like i have a blocked artery in my leg or blo- whatever the fuck my anxious mind had come up with um is this a rational thought i would ask you is this a rational thought and i think well, that's an such a lot. A, a cool, amazing thing about um your journaling practices you've really built this ability to say even in the face of anxiety is this a rational thought and mm. it doesn't always help you in the moment 100 percent, obviously but it'll at least allows you like one tiny centimeter of space yeah from the emotion. yeah it does that's exactly what it does yeah and it, it might still engulf you and still fill your whole body but it still lets you not be consumed by the current that's what i felt like watching you yeah it's like and you were able to come to me and be like this is how i'm feeling but i'm not sure if it's true but it is fully how i feel right now yeah but i still have that part of my brain that's like well, you saw that part of your brain, which was like, I'm used to questioning these beliefs. So mm-hmm. it was almost like a, a solid point in the current from an yeah, outside that's what be- perspective. I really value that perspective because that is what I would manage to do. And that makes me feel really proud of myself as you say that. And it didn't mean that you were able to cure yourself of anxiety. It didn't no. mean you were able to step fully out of the current. It didn't mean that you were able to just like wave a magic wand, but it just meant that you were able to plant yourself. Yeah. A bit and there was like a firmly. tiny bit of space. Yeah. I wasn't completely surrendering to the ideas and thoughts and to the pain that I was in. Mm. Not all the time, at least. I mean, obviously, sometimes it, was, sometimes it, I was it like, would get bad, but like, yeah. I felt like I was so proud of you watching you and watching you respond. Thank you. Yeah. What a fucking journey. I really, I think um, I just didn't expect to, to get anxiety, which sounds like a stupid thing to say. Well, you didn't realize for ages you were like, I'm just burnt out. Yeah, I mean, and like, I'm sure that burnout was a big part of it. Like, well, obviously, I'm still followed, exploring. Like, often after you do a launch, because mm, be it would be bad. Um, and suddenly you'd be like, oh, I have to just be in bed for two weeks or something. Or like, yeah. But, yeah. And we were, we were describing it as, we were saying it was burnout for ages. And I'm sure, and it was, like, they were, they're not different things. Yeah. Like, or at least they're related. Yeah, definitely. And like, obviously, I'm still on this journey of figuring out, like, what exactly is is happening for my body because even though this relief is like oh my god it's just the most beautiful blessing for me i'm still on the journey of discovering you know how i can make sure that i can keep doing what i fucking love and create and make sure that my body is okay because as i said like my body has been telling me a lot of stuff it's giving me a lot of information and i need to respond to it Mm. (sighs) just trying to think like what else from my perspective like i really felt like it was just important to hold you and to physically touch you and just yeah physical touch you physically was safe yeah and just reminding you of things like you know if you don't fall asleep tonight it doesn't matter yeah can, that was big you know we can sleep in tomorrow or we can I go to bed earlier the next night or yeah just I the guess. sleep thing and i speak to so many creators who are anxious who don't sleep and i've spoken to a lot of creators recently who have nightmares we're just such imaginative incredible little beings and for me, James telling me, if it, if it doesn't sleep tonight, that's totally fine. We're going to, you can nap tomorrow. We can cancel everything tomorrow. Like permission giving. Permission giving has been, always been such a huge part of my journaling practice. And I think as I moved through incredibly difficult things, having James give me permission to, you know, take things slow, take things off. And, yeah. and then me giving myself permission in my journal, like that really helped. Hmm. Mm. It was big. Yeah. It was big. 
And obviously it was still on it. I feel like I'm jinxing myself. <laughs> That's the anxiety. <laughs> the anxiousness of the anxiousness got really bad, which is so often the case. We get anxious about being anxious. Good time. But I think I just wanted to talk about this to remind us that we don't need to be, in inverted commas, fully healed to be profound and exceptional artists. We don't need to be in good mental states to be doing the work that we love to do like i've created some of my best work this year i know i have mm. i've done some of my best work my best writing the course that i made this year i fucking love like i've done some fucking cool things and at the same time i was really struggling with my mental health and i think something that another story that i had for a little bit but i managed to get a handle of relatively quickly was i'm a creative leader i'm a leader community like can i lead a community when i'm having panic attacks left right and center and yeah i can yeah <laughs> And it's not disingenuous to, to say so. And I don't think it means that I'm any less of, of a creative leader. And I want people who want to take up space in that way, the torchbearers of this community, because I always say that I feel like I'm talking to torchbearers. I feel like I'm talking to creators who are there to lead. Like, whatever it is you're moving through, it doesn't take away your potency and your ability to, to show people the light and the way. 100%. If anything, it adds to it. Yeah. I think. Just thinking about my own experience having not struggled with my mental health anywhere near as much as you just i don't have that experience to speak yeah. from to be able to help people and yeah. it's such a powerful thing yeah to be definitely. able to help people i mean the whole time i was going through like realizing it was anxiety i was like thinking about my friends that i know have had anxiety and i was like holy fucking shit like i just didn't see them for what they were going through and now i can see them for what they're going through and you know that's just that silver lining of of pain mm. <laughs> that you understand other people's pain and it's so prevalent nowadays. Um, it is. It's unbelievable. I think it's it's something that's, yeah. I think if if it's something that you have been through, it it just makes you, as we were saying, even more valuable as a creator. Yeah, hugely. Um, obviously, I'm not saying it's something that that you have to feel like you need it. Need it. <laughs> no. But it's well, like, don't. Th- it's definitely not a disadvantage. No, it's in, not a disadvantage um, in terms of your ability to create beautiful art or yeah. worthwhile art. Yeah, even when you're in the fire. Mm. And in saying that again, I want to caveat that with if you're in the fire right now, you don't need to create. Of course, of course. And yeah, that's right. It's like, you know, and and it's a perfectly valid valid excuse to go slowly, Mm. even more slowly than we normally tell you to go. Yeah. And to treat yourself even more kindly than Mm. you even would normally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I often talk about that. A lot of us, you know, and some of us can, and it's nuanced and it changes from person to person and situation to situation, but not all of us want to create when we're in the fire, when we're in the pain. Not all of us want to articulate what we're going through when we're in the pain and in the fire. And sometimes it takes time, maybe years, before you want to use that experience to translate it into art and translate it into connection, which is also totally valid. Um, In saying that, it's also not shameful in any way to want to use it straight away and talk about it straight away when you're in it. Um, I don't, there's no wrong way to deal with this. I just want people and creatives to, to know that whatever trial it is you're moving through, physical disability or chronic illness or mental illness, like you, you are so valid and needed and you don't need to wait um, till you're healed in order to be the creator you're born to be. So true. Should we leave it at that? Yeah, I just want to um, quickly note at the end, still really would be so valuable for us, you guys, if you leave a review on iTunes yeah. or you subscribe on Spotify. That's really good for us in the algorithm. So if you could just, I don't even know where it is on the screen. Anyway, just find the subscribe button, click it. And it's like, if you can read a written, if you leave a written review, 
love you on apple podcast that's so amazing like that is the money that's the money and especially if you're not in australia or the u.s because they're australian u.s are our best reviewers it'd be great if you were outside of those territories if you could go on there and leave us a review thanks because the the itunes store will only show people reviews from their own country yeah that's so if you're in mexico and i know this for a fact there's no reviews in mexico so (laughs) people will go on our podcast and be like i'm not listening to that because there's nothing for it no one no i don't know if it's good or not yeah and there are you know a lot of countries like that thanks guys we're so grateful for you thank you for being here with us we love to chat with you thank you guys